Virtual Assistant Podcast, episode number eight. Entertaining, educational, and encouraging content that makes a difference. This is GSPN.TV. Join the community. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. Of course, this podcast is devoted to helping you, the small to medium-sized business owner, to become more profitable, more productive, and more efficient in learning how to delegate more effectively to a virtual assistant. Well, I am excited to be back again, my friends, and I apologize that I'm recording this a little bit later in the week than what you might be used to me uh, releasing the virtual assistant podcast, but I have a great excuse for being late And that is because I just pulled off probably one of the most successful events in my career as a podcaster so far. And I will tell you, I'm very excited about it. Let me just um, back up and tell you a little bit about the event that I just had. And I'll explain after I tell you about the story why this has everything to do with the Virtual Assistant Podcast. Well, let me just tell you this. First and foremost, I got started into podcasting as the result of the TV show Lost. All right. I started podcasting as a hobby back in December of 2005 and really had no dreams at that time that I was actually ever going to do this full time as a career and all that other stuff. But um, one thing led to another. I found my passion, a calling and purpose in life through podcasting, and I absolutely fell in love with it, decided one day to make it my career and the rest is is all history. If you want to find out the full story, by the way, you can go and listen to gspn.tv slash passion. Just type that into your web browser. It's gspn.tv forward slash passion. And that'll take you to an episode where I talk all about my story in more detail. But everything all started as a hobby. It all started out of the television show Lost. And we actually have been podcasting about Lost now for, well, going on five years, and it has been an amazing journey. And one of the things that has happened as a result of podcasting about Lost is is the building of relationships with people from around the world, people from all different walks of life, all different parts of the country, all different political backgrounds, uh, cultural backgrounds, people who probably in everyday ordinary life would probably not build friendships and relationships with with the regular way you would start a conversation, you know, with talking about politics or the weather or whatever the case may be or your favorite sports team. Uh, but instead, we all came together around this television show that we all loved so much, the television show Lost, and we had this shared passion and we all got together and started to build some wonderful relationships. And 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 basically, as a podcaster, I, I took that show. And one of the things that I re- realized is that I was building some wonderful relationships with people one on one. And I found that there was a, a desire for the, you know, for these people to connect with each other, because at one point I could no longer communicate one-on-one with every single individual. I still today make it my goal to email every single person who emails me. And so with that still being my goal, I found that I had to find a way that people could still feel connected to the community, could still feel connected and plugged in with other people with shared passions, but where I'm not responsible for every single point of contact. 
And so I started to find ways of connecting people to each other and building relationships with one another. And that's where um, we started like a gspn.tv community forum. I helped train the, the, the community how to use Twitter and how to use the how to use Facebook and and all of these other things and 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 basically people started building relationships we do live shows in fact i'm doing today is the very first time i've ever done the virtual assistant podcast live uh but right now we have some folks that are in the chat room uh watching the video and audio as i'm recording here in the studio i have several people in the chat room who could listen to me and say hey cliff you're totally wrong i completely disagree and here's my thought and so i can get that feedback right here during the live show and this is a great way to build relationships with people is to have all these different environments where i can connect with my audience now, one of the things that I recognized and realized is that the TV show Lost would not last forever. Uh, and so when it came down to it, we decided that for the finale of Lost, we wanted to throw a huge party. And and when I say a huge party, I mean an opportunity where we could all get together as many who wanted to join us could come together and watch Lost all in one place. Now, we have thrown uh, premiere parties and finale parties in our home. We've actually uh, t- uh, taken over an entire uh, home entertainment uh, solutions theater store, home theater store. Uh, we, we've done some pretty wild things in the past, but this one we knew was going to be a little bit different because it's the finale and we wanted to make sure we had one huge gigantic screen that we could watch this show on. We wanted to make sure the audio was loud and clear over a PA system. We wanted to make sure that it was just plain fun and and comfortable for many people to attend. And so one of the things that I did is I actually wanted to throw a party. And so I, I asked my virtual assistant, Andrea, you guys are probably familiar with her name by now, but Andrea started looking into some possible venues. Now, when she looked into venues, I said, listen, I want to have anywhere so we could have anywhere between 50 to, uh, you know, as many as 150 people who might possibly show up for this thing. And so she went out, started calling restaurants. She called local pubs. She called all kinds of places. And one of the places that she found was the Cincinnati Airport Hilton Hotel which happens to have a very nice restaurant called the Bistro 737. Now, the Bistro 737 is a is a beautiful restaurant and normally is open to the public. But what Andrea had arranged and what she had negotiated for us would be that she that the Bistro 737 restaurant would be completely closed to the public and instead reserved only for our party. From five o'clock in the evening until one thirty in the morning, and the restaurant was completely ours. Uh, now, to, in the negotiations, we had uh, agreed and arranged that we would actually have a buffet dinner, and that the, you know she helped negotiate the price of that uh, buffet dinner and 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 the details related around to the around the party about she communicated pretty much she kept me out of the loop as much as possible. <clears throat> which is what I actually requested. She, every time that the folks from the Hilton called, she would take those phone calls for me. She would she would email me updates every other day or so and let me know how things were going. 
And when it came down to it, when it came time to sign the contract and just to, to go take a look at the restaurant, she had already worked it out to where I would go and have lunch at the restaurant and meet with the sales manager. My wife and I went. We fell in love with the venue. We signed on the dotted line and we had our venue. Now, here's the other things that happened as a result of throwing this party. Now, here's the situation. We have listeners from all over the world. For the for the Lost Podcast, we have about 60,000 subscribers around the world. And not many of those subscribers, there's a there's a handful, but not many of those subscribers are from the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area. So a majority of our listeners are from all over the world and not no, not so much locally. Now, not to belittle the folks that are here locally, there are about 10 or 10 to 15 people who live here in the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area that certainly do watch Lost. They listen to our podcast and we value them just as highly as everybody else. But when it comes to, you know, the party, you know, we knew that a majority of this was going to have to go out uh, nationwide and stuff like that. Well, we put the word out and we had a great turnout for the party. I think we ended up with just about 50 people who showed up and literally filled the entire bottom section of this restaurant, uh, which was perfect. If we would have had more people, people said that, you know, it, it may have been a little bit more cramped than than it, they would have liked. So it actually turned out just absolutely perfect. And and I have my virtual assistant to thank for that. But that's not all I have my virtual assistant to thank for. All right. I have a couple other things that happened as a result of this. As a result of throwing this party, uh, my virtual assistant put out a press release. Now, I don't know where in the heck she put this press release out to, but what she did is she typed up a press release letting the world know that, hey, you know, we're throwing this event. She put it out on some kind of press release website and somebody over at the Associated Press saw the story and was very um, interested in what we had going on. Of course, you know, the TV show Lost coming to an end is a major story. I mean, especially I mean, anybody who's writing about entertainment anywhere in the world this past week was writing about Lost. Lost was the story of interest. So seeing that we were throwing this Lost party with people coming from all over the world, uh, seeing that press release that Andrea put out, that got the attention of the Associated Press. The Associated Press then contacted me to, to set up an interview. Now, I set up that interview, did and and the next thing I know, I'm on the front page of Yahoo News, I'm on businessweek.com, I'm on every I'm in every major and minor newspaper publication in the United States, in Canada, and even many other countries around the world. All talking about our podcasting, our party, and a little bit about my business. I'm telling you, this the exposure that I got was just out of this world. Now, we also got some exposure uh, from the local press here in Cincinnati, all of which came as the result of my virtual assistant. What we did is I gave her the local news organizations that I wanted her to contact. I told her who the newspapers were. I told her who the local ABC News affiliate was. I told her all the radio stations and gave her some contact information that was provided from one of my listeners who happens to work for a major uh, company that owns multiple stations in our area. And so I I gave her a bunch of I, I gave her a task list of people to contact and to try to get them to give us news coverage. Well, my friends, you would not believe 
the amount of coverage that we got. Uh, first, I'll start off with uh, what happened on Kiss 107 FM. I'll play the audio clip. This is what happened on Friday, the weekend before the event. Um, and who else? We got, uh, is this Cliff is on the phone? There's a cool, like, lost watch party. Yeah, the in finale. In Northern Kentucky. What, what's tell us about Cliff? it, man. Well, we're having a big, huge party at the Hilton Hotel. We actually reserved the entire Bistro 737 restaurant. We're going to start at 5 o'clock in the evening, have dinner at 6, watch the finale all the way through, I guess that's 11.30. And at 12.05 to 105, we're watching Jimmy Kimmel together. And we got people coming from Belgium and seven different states going to be a lost fan's dream. Okay, so where where is it happening again and what time? It's happening at, well, the doors open at 5 o'clock, and it's at the Hilton Hotel in Florence, Kentucky, and all the details are at gspn.tv slash lost party. All right, Cliff, thank you very much. All right, so there you go. We got some uh, local attention on uh, radio stations, major morning show in, in the morning here in, in the Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky area. So, so we got that. Now, the next thing I'm going to tell you about is um, <laughs> Professor Allen's in the chat room. He says, I saw the phrase lost changed Cliff Ravenscraft life, Cliff Ravenscraft's life on his My Yahoo homepage. So absolutely. This, I mean, literally, folks, I am not exaggerating when I tell you that gspn.tv, the name Cliff Ravenscraft, my podcasting, my business, literally exposed to millions, millions of people around the world. Absolutely millions of people around the world. That is not an exaggeration. Um, so uh, before I go into the, the local newspaper here, I do want to tell you, now this one was not necessarily Andrea, but I just because it goes along with the story. Uh, I also have a good friend of mine. His name is Dan. He works for abcnewsradio.com. And uh, or ABC News Radio, which you can find at abcnewsradio.com. Anyway, he had some connections, put me in touch with some f- folks over there, and they interviewed me and broke my interview up into multiple segments. And ABC News Radio, by the way, is is syndicated out to tons of radio stations all throughout the United States. And so all week long, people were emailing me, hey, I just heard you on the radio. I just heard you on the news on the radio. And so that was really cool. But that, that one's the only story so far that's outside of Andrea making all this stuff happen, uh, which, by the way, th- that story would not have happened had it not been for Andrea really making this event happen. And I'll, I'll go into more of that in a second. But anyway, Andrea also contacted the Cincinnati Inquirer. Uh, which is also the it's the Cincinnati and Kentucky Inquirer, uh, which is our major newspaper. It, don't be confused by the name Inquirer. This is the the it's that not the Inquirer. It's the Enquirer. It is our major Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, Southeastern Indiana. It is the big newspaper in our area. Anyway, uh, I got two different stories. I got one the Sunday before the event. Uh, again, the press release kind of uh, helped him write a story right off the bat. Of course, he talked to me on the phone for a little bit and said a little blurb. But he said, you know what? I want to come and do a, a full story on you. I think that would be interesting for the for next Sunday's paper. He planned on coming out for 40 minutes, spent two and a half hours with me, friends. Uh, a two and a half hours. And I have on my wall the, the Sunday paper from this week. Uh, several copies here in the studio. You're not going to believe this. You, I, I made front page front page of the entertainment section of the Cincinnati and Kentucky Enquirer and the entire 
front page is all a big, huge. Well, first of all, above the fold is just a gigantic photo of me st- sitting in front of my computer monitor, 27 uh, inch iMac with my big, huge, gigantic gspn.tv logo right there. And the only other words that are above the fo- fold are really huge, gigantic print that says finding a career in lost. The entire bottom section of the the newspaper is is a, the story about me, which is then continued on to page D four. I'm telling you, this guy went through details about telling about my business. This has gone out to literally tens of thousands of people. I don't know, maybe I don't know how many people get the newspaper here in Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky, but you can, however many people in Cincinnati and Kentucky that get the Cincinnati and Kentucky Enquirer, all of those people, I was front and center, big, gigantic picture of me and my business logo and an entire story about my business. All of this because my assistant took the time to make some phone calls, write some emails, send some press releases. Now, not only that, but she also, she also contacted WCPO News like I had asked her to. She sent it to multiple people, uh, different contacts that I had supplied to her, and she contacted, I guess, obviously the right people because here's the situation. In Cincinnati, Kentucky, and southeastern Indiana, I will tell you this. On Sunday, May 23rd, during the evening, I can tell you right now, most people in the tri-state were watching the series finale of Lost. And normally I would say that after the finale of Lost, people would probably shut it off and go do their other things and whatever. But because Jimmy Kimmel was coming on with a special Lost Aloha to Lost whatever thing going on at 12.05, pretty much most everybody just left Channel 9 on. And immediately, immediately after that, um, immediately after that, uh, lost finale. This came on Channel Nine News. All good things must come to an end, and after six seasons, tonight was the last episode of ABC's hit show Lost. No one was more excited for the series finale and more disappointed for the show's end than diehard fans in Florence tonight. That's where Nine News reporter Adam Marshall is live after people from all over the country gathered to watch that final episode. Adam. Well, Julie, organizers say tonight was a time for fans to get lost in the last episode. As for people here in Florence at the Hilton, they say Lost is much more than just a television show. Cliff Ravenscraft says he's worked for years to connect true Lost fans. Well, my wife and I have been podcasting about the TV show Lost for the last five years, and we have 60,000 subscribers around the world, and we decided to throw a big party and see who would come. While the restaurant inside this Florence Hilton is not packed with hundreds of people, those who did come refer to themselves as diehard Lost fans. And considering fans traveled from Ohio, Indiana, Michigan, Louisiana, and Connecticut, the title rings true. So who traveled the longest to get here for the series finale and last episode of Lost? That would be Winnie Vanbrook from Belgium. I flew into Chicago and it was a nine hour flight and then I met some friends there and we drove down to Cincinnati, which was a six hour car ride. Tonight's party started at five with episode recaps and dinner. Of course, it all led up to the big two and a half hour finale. It's so much fun to watch Lost with all these great friends who appreciate the show as much as I do. So what more do you need than a big screen with your favorite TV show and Dharma Initiative beer? If it was up to Lost fans, it would be one more episode. It's the end of 
six years of amazing television and it's I've made so many friendships through this TV show so those friendships will continue but the show will end. It's sad. And I spoke with fans just minutes ago. They say the big moment of the final episode is when Juliet said it worked. We would love to know what you think of the last episode. Go to WCPO.com and feel free to let us know. Julie. I think we'll get a lot of bites on that one. Adam Marshall reporting live from Florence tonight. Thanks, Adam. All right. So there you go, my friends. Let me tell you, it was <laughs> the amount of publicity that my business got from throwing this event, which, by the way, and and I made sure we re- we recorded a podcast right from that venue during that evening, and I will tell you this: none of this, and I told everybody there, none of this would have been possible, even remotely possible, had it not been for Andrea, my virtual assistant. And I I am not just saying that; I am telling you, my friends, it would not have happened if it weren't for Andrea, every single bit of it. And the fact that my business was exposed to millions of people in the world is awesome. And thank you, Andrea, for everything that you did to make all of that happen. My friends, I love having a virtual assistant. And I'm not alone, by the way. I'm not alone in loving having a virtual assistant. And I'm going to talk to you uh, in a little bit about some feedback that I've been getting here on the blog and some email feedback. Uh, And before I do that, though, this is technically part two of what I wanted to call the tech tools to help you collaborate with your virtual assistant. And so uh, last week we had shared some uh, tools and let me just see a review here. Last week we talked about Google Calendar. We talked about Google Mail or using some other version of a web-based email client so that your uh, virtual assistant could have easy access to your calendar and your your contact, uh, the email communications with your clients and, and folks like that. Uh, we talked about Google Docs that you can share documents back and forth and spreadsheets and have and collaborate very easily on that. And uh, so we, we talked a little bit about uh, those different technology tools. So today I have three other services that I want to bring up to you. And uh, give me one second while I see what is coming in here. Um, okay, so I just, okay. Anyway, I just saw a Skype message coming in. And I just want to make sure it didn't have anything to do with this podcast. Anyway, I want to, okay, so three services that I want to tell you about. Uh, sorry about the distraction there. Uh, the, first, the first one we're going to cover here in part two is a service called GoToMeeting. Now, there are multiple other services out there. Uh, WebEx is a, is, comes to mind. Uh, there are, I think there's a service called DimDim. Uh, there's a service that I used to use before GoToMeeting, and I can't remember the name of it right now. Oh, no, I do. It's, I think it was Yugma. Y-U-G-M-A. Now, in my opinion, I have no problem at all paying 50 bucks a month. I think I pay $49 a month for GoToMeeting that allows me to basically sign on to the service and it shares and broadcasts out everything that's on my computer screen 
And it also will allow me to connect via audio, either via voice over IP or via telephone to multiple people who could view what's on my screen and hear what I'm saying. Uh, Now, I use this a lot in consulting one-on-one with my clients. It makes it to where, you know, I'm sitting there helping them figure out things, how to do things in podcasting, how to set up software and stuff like that and training them. And it's like I'm sitting there. It's like they're sitting right next to me in my studio as I'm showing them how to do things. The other thing it allows me to do GoToMeeting and some of these other services may have the same kind of feature set, but I know GoToMeeting has this. Uh, It allows me to actually make the person that's connected with me or any of the people that are connected with me, it allows me to make them the presenter, which basically allows them to share their screen with me. And not only that, but I can actually either, I can give keyboard control, keyboard and mouse control to the people watching my screen or the folks that I'm connected to, for example, my virtual assistant, um, she can give me access to her keyboard and mouse, and I can actually do things on her computer from my seat here. So here's the situation. Andrea, my virtual assistant, lives in Missouri. Me, my business, here in northern Kentucky. Now, we actually had a situation uh, today where we were using GoToMeeting. So, so basically, I, I get all these voicemails coming in from Google Voice, which is a service we'll probably talk about next week. Uh, but anyway, I get these emails and or voicemails that come in and I sent a voicemail or I forwarded one over to Andrea and I said, hey, would you mind listening to this voicemail and will you contact this person, set up an appointment uh, on my schedule and once you set up that appointment, will you add that, that person into Highrise, which again is another service that we're going to have to talk about. Uh, just went looking down here. Yeah, Highrise is another service I'm going to talk about in a future episode. But please add them as a contact in my my uh, contact relationship manager. Uh, and and when you actually add them as a contact, will you take the MP3 of that recording, that voicemail, and will you upload it into my high rise so that when I actually sit down and, and make get ready to make the phone call to work with that client, I can actually review the voicemail that she left so that I'll kind of be reminded of why it is I'm doing this call. And she says, sure. And so she went to go do that. But the one thing she didn't know how to do was how to download the MP3 version of the voicemail. So I asked her if she would schedule a phone call with me today and I would show her. And so we got on to go to meet, go to meeting. She logged right in. She was seeing my screen and everything. And I just went in and I showed her how to log into Google Voice and how to go in and click the more button to download the file. And within five minutes, I'd say, is all we spent on that particular topic on our call today. Uh, Within five minutes, she knew exactly how to download those voicemails and attach them to my client files. Uh, So um, GoToMeeting is a great way to do this. Now, other things that I've used it for with uh, Andrea is to help train her on how... um, how to, you know, basically do workflows. So when I I actually have some software called HiRise, and again, I will talk about it in the future here on Virtual Assistant Podcast. But um, one of the things that I do is I actually sit down and show her, okay, this is the software. This is where I put this information. This is where I enter in, you know, deals. These are things that I'm working on or proposals that I'm working on. This is where I enter in the amount of profit that I'll make on this order. Once I do this, this is how I need to set up a to-do item. And then here's where you're going to find where I want you to go and follow up on these to-do items. And it's basically 
um, GoToMeeting is a great way to collaborate and to train and to teach my virtual assistant how to do the things that that I need her to do for me. It's also great because I have had the opportunity where she says, you know what, I'm not seeing that on my computer. And I can say, I'll tell you what, why don't you... Uh, Go ahead and make me the presenter. Give me keyboard and mouse control. And I'm able to show her on her computer where things are. And I've actually been able to go and download software and install software on her computer for her to allow her to assist me. And and I'll tell you, it just it makes collaborating with my virtual assistant just as easy as this. If she actually had a, a desk here in my business sitting right next to me as I'm teaching her or me walking over to her desk and showing her how to do something or in to install things. The fact that she's in Missouri and that I'm in Kentucky, it means no, it means nothing to me because with GoToMeeting, it allows me to really do this. And by the way, GoToMeeting does not pay me, nor does any of the other services that I've talked about so far. Uh, I may have some affiliate links uh, that I might mention for some other ones in the future. I don't know, but um but GoToMeeting does not pay me. They've never been a sponsor. I just use them a lot and I love them. Now in the chat room, Dave's in the chat room asking, have I ever used GoToMeeting for webinars? They do have a service called GoToWebinar and it allows you to have, you know, hundreds or at least 150, if not hundreds of people on to this. And it's the same kind of setup where they can all view you and stuff like that. Um, I have used it for webinars, but I I still use GoToMeeting, and I just lim- I've always limited my webinars to fifteen or less people, and uh, and that and that way I actually have a smaller community feel, and I can take questions and make sure everybody's up to speed and stuff like that. And that and you can with GoToMeeting for the forty nine dollars a month, you can do up to fifteen people sh- seeing your screen and 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 stuff like that. So, but anyway help i hope that you can see as if you have a virtual assistant that's working in the philippines if your virtual assistants in missouri or if your virtual assistants in china or india or california doesn't matter where they are you can use GoToMeeting. And by the way, I have clients as far as consulting work goes, I have clients all over the world and not once has has it ever been an issue that they're they're in another place and, and I'm here. I mean, it, it's it, with everybody. It's like I'm sitting right there next to them. And in fact, it's better because they're not looking over my shoulder. They physically are directly r- looking right into the screen. So again, that's GoToMeeting. I, as I said, um, I, I mentioned GoToMeeting by name because it's what I use and it works. It works on Mac. It works on PC. It works well. You can tell me all you want that there are cheaper solutions out there, and I know that there are. Yugma.com is a cheaper solution. Yugma.com does work on both Mac and both PC. However, when Yugma.com did an update, uh, and, or Java did an up, update, and, and Yugma was not quite up to speed with it yet, it literally took uh, an hour and 10 minutes before uh, my client finally said, you know what, let's reschedule for another day when we were trying to, to connect with one another. And it was a total, miserable nightmare. And that was the last chance. You know what? It, I would rather pay 30, 40 bucks more a month than what Yugma charges to have it work right every single time. It's extremely reliable. You know, if you've been using Yugma, if you've been using Dim Dim, then by golly, if it's never failed on you, then continue to use it. It doesn't matter. The idea here is please know this. There are these tools out there, and there are four of them that I'm telling you. Uh, WebEx, 
GoToMeeting, Dim Dim, and Yugma. And there's lots more. Adobe Connect is another one that comes to uh, to my name here. Uh, Andy Traub, my co-host for BusinessTechWeekly.com. Uh, he and I, he actually does uh, Adobe Connect Pro. Uh, but you know what? It's all it, it all does a pretty much the same thing. All I'm saying is that use these pieces of technology to collaborate with your virtual assistant in your life will go a whole lot smoother. It makes it a lot better in the training process because when you hire a virtual assistant, chances are you are going to want to train or you're going to want to demo something. You're going to want to have them demonstrate something to you uh, and to show you and to do that. And sometimes just a video call is not going to do it. You want to be able to share the screen. And I believe that even Skype today might even have some of that functionality. But still, uh, GoToMeeting or an equivalent of some nature is great for collaborating with your virtual assistant. The next product I'm going to talk to you about is unbelievable in that it has a free option that is, I think it's actually quite stupid uh, that it's free because I certainly would pay for it. Uh, but I'm glad that it's free uh, and I'm glad that they also have paid versions because that means that the company is probably got a lot of people pay- using the pay- the paid version and hopefully that they're profitable and, and maybe if they ever struggle with being profitable, maybe they'll end up charging for the free stuff that they offer or at least, you know, for so many computers. Let me just tell you the company, by the way, first, logmein.com. All right, logmein.com. Dot com. I'm going there right now. Have you ever heard of GoToMyPC? Uh, it, it's it's very similar. So the idea here is that you go, you sign up for an account. And by the way, you go to LogMeIn.com. It is absolutely free. I can't get over it. But anyway, um, uh, announcing our loyalty reward for Mac users, a free 14. Okay, remind me again later. Okay. So I just what I did is I just logged into my LogMeIn account, and I see that I've got a GSPN.TV. Uh, XP machine. This is my Windows-based machine that is in my studio. It is available for me to log into right now. My 27-inch iMac, which is my main computer that I use, it's available for logging in right now. I have a gspn.tv Mac Mini that's available for logging in right now. Now, currently online, my my MacBook is not set up to accept a a login from LogMeIn. That's my wife's uh, notebook computer now, or her... Um, laptop computer because I gave that to her a couple of weeks or a couple months ago. Anyway, um, but here's the situation. What I have done is I've given my login access information to my virtual assistant. And if I'm on, the, I'm getting ready to leave on vacation. Okay. I'm, I'm leaving this afternoon uh, for vacation. I'm taking a three-day weekend with the family. And when I'm gone, if Andrea calls me up and says, hey, Cliff, I have this client. He, he said that you had forgotten to send him that, that PDF document. And I'm like, well, no, I sent it. Uh, and, and it was, you know, I sent that out right before I left. And she goes, and by the way, this is a totally hypothetical scenario here. She goes, no, I, it, it, you know, I just logged into your email and I'm looking in your sent folder and it, it did, whatever it is, it didn't go through. And I can say, hey, will you do me a favor? Will you, it's sitting on my desktop. The PDF t- file is on my desktop. Will you go ahead and log into my uh, the 27-inch iMac? And will you go ahead and, and, and email that out to my client for me? And she's able to go to logmein.com. She's able to use the email address and password. She's able to uh, click on the 27-inch iMac. It takes about 15 seconds for it to load, maybe 30 seconds at the longest. 
then from that point forward, her entire screen is overtaken by the display of my 27 inch iMac. And she's able to use her mouse and keyboard to do everything on my computer from Missouri. So she can open up my email. She can see my desktop. She can actually start the email. She can attach the PDF document. She can hit send. And that file is being sent from my 27 inch iMac in, in that is here located in northern Kentucky. She has just done all of that from her home in Missouri. So this again, my friend, logmein.com. Logmein.com. Now Dave DeFore is in the chat room. He's saying vacation. What's that? It's what you can have if you have a virtual assistant. I'm telling you, I probably, you know, would not be as well, you know what, I would still go on vacation even if I didn't have Andrea as my virtual assistant. I you know, kids are out of school, uh, you know, getting out of school here and soon and, and summer's getting ready to start and all this other fun stuff. But you know what? I, I would go on vacation even if I didn't. But you know what? I'm going on vacation and I'm gonna be not thinking about work. I'm not going to be thinking about emails. I'm not going to be thinking about, you know, correspondence. I set a vacation responder that says, listen, you just sent me an email. I hate autoresponders. And I, you know, matter of fact, let me read it to you. See if I can find my autoresponder. Uh, because this is something that I, I just, I just love here. I'm going to read it to you. So if you were to send me an email right now, you would immediately get this back. It says, hi there. First off, let me share that I personally do not like auto email autoresponders. However, it's the best way that I know to let you know that I have received your message and that I'm currently experiencing a delay in responding to messages. I will attempt to, response, to respond to your message within the next 7 to 10 days. If you need something sooner than this, please send an email to my assistant at andrea at ravenscraft.org. These, th- let's, this sort of delay is not typical at all. In the past month, I've received more press and media exposure than I could ever dream possible. I hope to be caught up on my emails by the second week in June. Again, if your need is urgent, please contact Andrea at the email address I listed above. Thank you so much for your patience, Cliff. So anybody who sends me a message immediately gets that. And of course, my assistant's already starting to get a couple of urgent emails. And guess what? My the, the two weeks between after I get back, I, I do my consulting calls on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. I'm already booking those appointments and I haven't done anything. And when I by the time I get back from my three day vacation, my consulting schedule should be booked pretty much most of the month of June. And and that's because and I don't have to worry about it. It's all taken care of. I love having a virtual assistant. And I love the fact that uh, this morning I was able to train her how to do something using GoToMeeting. And I love the fact that I can walk away from this house and just leave my computers up and running and that... Um, and that uh, <laughs> Jonathan says, I still dislike that you use her name. Uh, you have to retrain people if, let's see, you have to retrain people if she is no longer your assistant, or at least you want to. Uh, you know what? I, I don't think she's going to not be my assistant unless something big time happens. And, and and I like using Andrea as her name because I want people to know Andrea is a real person that I I consider her to be a part of my business, and, and it's really awesome. But if you send an email to assistant at ravenscraft.org or va at ravenscraft.org, it will all go there. And heaven forbid, if anything ever happened to my assistant, and if any, or if Andrea decided that she wanted to do something else 
and she could no longer work for me, then I would hire, you know, Barbara or John or Joe or whatever. And in my email account, because I'm using, remember, going back uh, to Google email that I talked about last week, I use Google apps and I just create a new user and I actually create, uh, you have the ability to create what we call nicknames. And what nicknames allow you to do is, so for example, I would, let's just say if it was Barbara, I would create a user account called Barbara at Ravenscraft.org. And I can actually go in and I can actually delete the account for Andrea. And I will then go over and add the name Andrea as a nickname for Barbara. So that anybody who sends an email to Andrea at Ravenscraft.org or Andrea at PodcastAnswerMan.com or Andrea at GSPN.TV any of those emails that go to Andrea at any of the domains that I have set up in my Google apps will then go into Barbara's uh, email account. So I never have to retrain anybody anything. Uh, and if at that point, if Barbara, you know, totally hypothetical here, uh, was to see an email that comes in to, you know, to the name Andrea, she could then retrain people and say, hey, I'm Cliff's new assistant, you know, and I'll be helping you. Here's my email address. And of course, if they continue to send stuff to Andrea, I, I've got that covered because I use Google Apps and I love it. But I, there's a very real personal touch reason why I have people contact her at Andrea at ravenscraft.org instead of just assistant at ravenscraft.org. I, I think it adds a little bit more of a personal touch uh, personally. And uh, But however, Jonathan's in the chat room. He's the one who brought this up. Uh, when I was speaking at a conference, however, uh, I was, I did give out Andrea at ravenscraft.org. And at that point, I did create assistant and uh, VA as both. Matter of fact, if you send an email to assistant at ravenscraft.org or VA, they both go right into her email inbox because those are nicknames for Andrea. Um, but I did create assistant at ravenscraft.org because I didn't want everybody to remember the name of my assistant when I was actually just giving a talk. And so uh, when I'm out in public speeches and stuff like that, it's like, hey, do you want copies of the document? Do you want copies of the slideshow that I have here today? If so, email assistant at ravenscraft.org. That's a whole lot easier to remember than somebody's first name that they only heard one time. So I totally agree there. And he says it's the spelling issue. That's exactly right. But of course, in my autoresponder, Jonathan, uh, on the spelling issue, it's it's spelled out at least two or three times in the actual autoresponder. So everything should be good to go there. But anyway, I value your comment, your feedback on that. And I did think about that. Uh, but certainly I like the fact that people can know my assistant by her first name and uh, the, the personal touch there. All right. So We've talked about GoToMeeting or equivalent, log me in. Now, again, there's GoToMyPC and there's probably a bunch of other stuff out there as well. I really like log me in. It works. Um, and, and so I love the fact that both she has access to all of my computers. I have all access to all of my computers. And, and also, do you have clients that you work for that you help them do things uh, in your business? You could actually have them all log in, uh, create log me in accounts, and you could actually uh, be able to log into their stuff uh, when they're away if something goes wrong. So I mean, there's lots of, lots of uses for log me in. I want to tell you about another service called Tungle. All right. T-U-N-G-L-E. Tungle. Now, this is this works with your calendar. And it doesn't matter if you use Google Calendar, if you use Outlook or 
any of these other services out there, Tungle works with a majority, of, if not most all of them. Go to Tungle.com, T-U-N-G-L-E.com, and check it out. What this does, now this isn't necessarily for collaborating with your virtual assistant, but this is this is something that you can do. You know, let's just say you're starting out with your VA and you have them doing those workflows. You're starting off workflows that are tied to profitable income generating workflows, which is, is where I recommend that you do start when you hand off work to a virtual assistant. And maybe you know, set scheduling appointments for you isn't the top priority just yet for your assistant. Now, I just finally, and I shared this, I think last week or the week before, actually it was last week I shared, I just finally gave the keys to the car or the keys to the calendar, if you will, um, to my virtual assistant. She now, she has the guidelines I set forth. She knows the days and the times that I have available for consulting. She knows the exceptions to the rules she knows all of these different things about my calendar and when and how I like my calls scheduled, the, the buffers in between calls uh, so that I have a little margin in life. She knows about all of these different things, how I want to do things, and now she has the ability to add all of my calendar stuff. And I plan to use her to schedule most of my calendar stuff from this point forward. However, I still have several people who use my Tungle account, and it is a first defense. You know, it, it is that first place to go. And that way, especially for people who are definitely more technically savvy. And what Tungle does is I actually use Google Calendar. And I go to Tungle.com. I create an account there and I sync it up with my Google Calendar. Or you can do it Outlook or I think they have it even working with BlackBerry and all that other stuff. But anyway, I use Google Calendar. So I sync it up with my calendar. And what, what I do is I go in and I create my profile in Tungle. And I say, hey... Tungle, these are the weekly times that I have available. Every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., I'm completely open. Every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., I'm completely open. These are the days and times that I want you to show that are available for people to request a meeting with me. Now, you can choose any days and times that you want to make available. Um, and you can actually tell it, say, listen, I don't want to do anything less than a certain amount of time, or I don't want anybody to request any more than three hours or something like that. You can do all of those things. And then what happens is, so it actually, so it's, it creates a web page that you can send people to. And so mine, by the way, if you go to podcastanswerman.com slash schedule, you'll see what mine looks like. Again, podcastanswerman.com slash schedule. And I'm going to pull this up real quick. Slash schedule. And uh, yeah, so there we go. And right now it's pulling up and it says it's it's uh, retrieving real-time availability. And right now on the main page, it says there are presently no times available for uh, no times, no available times this week. Check other weeks for availability. And there's this big purple button that says more availability. If you click that, then it takes you to the following week. And it says here right now that as of today, as of right now, it says I'm completely booked except for 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. on Wednesday, June 2nd. And I imagine that's going to be filled up probably by the end of today, uh, which is very cool. And then, of course, they can go on to a future week. And and this is how people can request to set a meeting with me. And so what happens is they they it, what. Tungle is doing is it's looking at my calendar to see if anything's on my Google calendar. If, if it's if I have a meeting set up as busy 
on my Google calendar, then it doesn't show that that time is available for any meetings. All right. So no meetings at all at that time for anything. And and so that it doesn't even give them the option to request a meeting with me at that time. It only says, okay, I'm looking at the time Cliff says on a weekly basis that he wants to schedule appointments. And then that's that's phase one. Now, are there any of those times this week that are currently not being used up on his calendar? And that's how it, it does that. Tungle.com. Check it out. Um, it, it is a really great tool. And so basically, if you were to click on there and request an hour-long consulting call with me, it would send me your request. And by the way, it's actually going to say, hey, you only chose one time for you know to make sure that you get on the clip schedule. Do you want to tr- choose some backup times? And that's an option that you can choose to do so or not. And then what will happen is it pre- sends me an email and it says, hey, so-and-so has selected multiple times for you to meet or proposed a meeting with multiple different dates and times. So I go in and I choose the one that works best for me. And as soon as I choose it and I say, hey, book this meeting, it immediately puts it on my Google Calendar for me and sends them a confirmation email. So absolutely love it. But uh, these days I'm actually using my virtual assistant uh, to do that more than Tungle. But so folks, today, go to meeting, log me in, Tungle. Those are the three tech tools that I think help out in your collaboration, organizing your business and working and delegating the appropriate things to your virtual assistant. Now, with that being said, I do have some feedback that I want to share with you. Uh, First off comes, this is a comment on the blog, which by the way, folks, head over to virtualassistantpodcast.com. If you enjoy this show, will you do me a favor? Will you leave a comment on the blog page at virtualassistantpodcast.com or better yet, give me a call 859-795-4067. Again, phone number is 859-795-4067. The other thing I want to tell you is your questions. Do you have questions for the virtual assistant podcast, questions about a virtual assistant, questions how to do certain things, Uh, any kind of questions you have from beginning to end, let me know, 859-795-4067. I'll get them into a future show. All right. With that being said, here is a comment from the blog over at uh, virtualassistantpodcast.com from Joe. He says, hey, Cliff, I took your advice that you gave in the previous podcast and I posted a note on Twitter and I was impressed with the results. I posted in the early afternoon, which was Africa time on on Saturday and still had a number of responses, uh, including Harmony from Contemporary VA. While all the feedback I received has been good, Harmony has rocked. I haven't signed a contract yet, but I'm looking forward to talking with her and seeing where things go when I get back in the United States in three weeks. Thanks so much for your information. So Joe is working. uh, Basically, what he did is he he put a Twitter message out saying, hey, I'm considering hiring a virtual assistant. Does anybody have any advice or, you know, some kind of message like that? And I encourage you to do that. Put that out on Twitter and see what kind of uh, response that you get. And I would I would imagine that somebody probably from Contemporary VA is out there and they're going to respond to you. But I'm glad to hear that. Uh, that somebody from Contemporary VA, which by the way, Contemporary VA is the proud sponsor of the Virtual Assistant Podcast. And I thank them so much for their sponsorship. All right. This one's from Jonathan. 
Uh, this is also a comment from the blog. Or actually, no, this one actually was feedback via email. Uh, which, by the way, you could send an email. Feedback at virtualassistantpodcast.com. I think I have. Do I have that set up? I, I'm not sure if I do. I'll tell you what. Do, do me a favor. Do feedback at gspn.tv instead. That's feedback at gspn.tv because I'm not sure. Well, you know what? I'm sitting here looking now, so I'm going to pull it up and I'm going to find out if I have that domain uh, hooked up here. I do have virtual assistant podcast, it looks like. so. But anyway, do me a favor. Just just send it all to feedback at gspn.tv and, uh, and I'll get it there. But I, 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 just so you know, I do prefer uh, voice feedback. So 859-795. 4067 is the best way to get your comments onto the show here. But anyway, this comes from Jonathan. He says, anyway, I wanted to tell you a bit about my VA experiences so far. After listening to your podcast and reading the four-hour work week, I got inspired to hire some VAs and they've worked extremely well. I don't think my results are typical. So I don't know if that makes me blessed, lucky, or it's just my approach. Anyway, I look for I look for people with BS degrees or bachelor in science degrees uh, that are just starting off and hire and mentor them. Got a guy in the Philippines doing software engineering for me for two dollars an hour. Great guy and so willing and open for direction since he's in college. He's helped me solve so many problems and drop my development time from 30 to 40 hours per project down to maybe 15. Since an average engineer makes $2.50 per hour, this could be a good long-term relationship when my business gets going and I can raise his rates and responsibilities. Then I hired a lady with an IT degree in Egypt for a dollar per hour. She's doing great web research for me, which is a great, which, uh, she's doing web research for me, which is a great uh, which is great. Plus, we're talking. This is why I like audio feedback, by the way, because I hate reading uh, while I'm talking in a podcast. Anyway, plus we're talking about. Or let's see. Plus, we're talking about her being a possible sales rep for me in the Mid East since she speaks Arabic. No idea if that will pan out or not. But she's smart. She has a tech background, and the prospect of her making as much as she does a a month for one sale of mine is really motivating really motivating her third third guy i just hired from pakistan to convert my software from to the ipad really sharp guy just out of college trying to start his own software business on the side had some great phone conversations with him already and i've learned a ton about app development on the ipad and ipod and iphone Uh, he's porting my software over for $75, which I'll be able to turn around and sell for over, uh, sell over and over again for $500. Last guy I hired is also from Pakistan and has a business degree. He's done some excellent web research for me at a dollar per hour. I had him had a bit of trouble with him, but the quality of his work has been very good. So, so far the I'm batting four for four for really talented and very smart VAs that I've been able to train and do some pretty complex stuff to help my business and get off the ground. Sorry for the long email. I know you get tons. Have a great week, Jonathan. Jonathan, thank you so much for your your feedback. I'm so delighted to hear of your great success that you're having with a virtual assistant or with these many virtual assistants that you have. 
Anyway, one more email that I got. This is actually from a friend of mine and a client, a uh, podcasting client. I won't say his full name because I didn't ask him for permission to share this. I'll just say this is from Dr. V. And at the end of his email, uh, he said, by the way, I'm now using Contemporary VA thanks to your podcast. And it has been fabulous in all capital letters with an exclamation point. He says, I'm recommending them to everyone. My friends, that is this week's virtual assistant podcast. And I want to say thank you for subscribing. Would you tell somebody else today to go to virtualassistantpodcast.com? And now, my friends, I'm happy to say this is the last thing I'm doing today. And I'm going to go on vacation. And I'm going to let my virtual assistant take care of things while I'm away. May God richly bless you as you look forward to the possibilities and the prospects of delegating and becoming more efficient, more productive, and maybe even more profitable in your business. And a special thank you to my friends at ContemporaryVA.com. Hey, I want to hear from you. VirtualAssistantPodcast.com. Leave a comment on the blog, VirtualAssistantPodcast.com. Or best yet, give me a call right now. 859-795-4067. Until next week, God bless and join the community. Thank you.